Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. Now it's time to take a sports break, a look at sports history on a daily basis. Hello, my friends of sports history. This is Darren Hayes of the Sports History Dispatch Podcast. Welcome once again to the Pig Pen. This is time for your sports break for April 2nd, and we have such a great amount of information to share with you today. We're going to talk about a free throw streak, a record hockey night, some trades in baseball, some great MVPs in basketball, as well as a little bit of football from some Hall of Famers uh, from the College Football Hall of Fame that were born on this April 2nd, uh, covering you know these great anniversaries of sports and birthdays of Hall of Famers. That's what we try to do here. And we're going to start off in the realm of hockey on April 2nd, 1969. Number seven, Phil Esposito and his Boston Bruins teammates made history by defeating the Toronto Maple Leafs on a score of 10 to nothing in the Stanley Cup playoff finals. Now Esposito, a star player for the Bruins, scored a power play hat trick, contributing to the team's record-breaking six power play goals. Uh, You don't want to make a penalty against that team, that's for sure, and be a man down. However, the Leafs' Forbes Kennedy also made headlines by setting a playoff record for the most penalties in one game uh, with a total of eight penalties for 38 minutes in the penalty box. He got to know those uh, judges there in the penalty box quite well. He had four minors, two majors, a misconduct, and a game misconduct. Unsurprisingly, the Bruins went on to sweep the Leafs 4-0 and take that Stanley Cup series. Now, in the basketball realm, we had uh, an event that happened on April 2nd, 1993. Cleveland Cavaliers guard Mark Price had a string of 77 consecutive sunk shots from the charity stripe. Yeah, the free throws were flowing from Mark Price. Well, he missed one and it ended up being one shy of the then NBA record of Calvin Murphy's 78 straight free throws. Gosh, I'd get so close and uh, not get to that precipice, but what a great uh, streak that is by Mark Price back in 1993. Now in the baseball front, we had April 2nd, 1976. It would be a very impactful trade occurred in Major League Baseball. The Oakland Athletics sort of broke up their dynasty. They traded players number nine, Reggie Jackson and Ken Holtzman, together with a minor league pitcher to the Baltimore Orioles for outfielder Don Baylor and a couple of pitchers, Mike Torres being one of them, Paul Mitchell being the other. And uh, we know that Reggie went on to play have a great season uh, with the Orioles. And the next season, he was a New York Yankee, and they were in the World Series winning it a couple years in a row. Mr. October strikes again. Also on this day, uh, April 2nd, 1975, the great center of Bob McAdoo of the Buffalo Braves ended up winning the NBA MVP honors for the 74-75 season. Uh, He had a great season. 2,831 points, which was uh, 34.5 points per game, leading the league in both of those. Uh, He wore number 11 with the Braves, and what a player he truly was in Bob McAdoo. Now, before we go further, I want to give you a little sneak peek of what we've got going on here at the Sports Jersey Dispatch podcast. 
tomorrow, April 3rd, we are going to have a very special interview with an author named Dave Jordan, who co-wrote a book, the biography of Dave Parker, and Dave Parker was his co-author. It's called Cobra. It was uh, up as a finalist for the Casey Awards for the best historical baseball uh, book of 2021 and uh, Dave is very candid and uh, has some great stories to share about the Cobra Dave Parker and his time with the Pirates and a little bit with the Oakland Athletics as well so here's a sneak peek of Dave talking about a particular uh, instance where Dave Parker was in the running for the right field job and absence after uh, Roberto Clemente had uh, tragically died so here's Dave Jordan we started talking about all of the moving parts of who was going to replace, you know, the departed um, Roberto in right field for the Pirates in 73. And it's in, it's a story involving Milt May, involving Sanguin, involving the, the rookie Richie Zist, Gene Kleins, and and numerous other other minor leaguers who, who never quite made it. But um, it, was a, it was an article that we ended up uh, getting published in uh, Sporting News to large acclaim. And Parker started receiving all these accolades from friends and family, former teammates. Everybody loved the article. And it was it was called Brother, Brother, Brother. And um, when we were done with that, about a day or two after it was published, he said to me, all right, fine, let's write a book. Oh, it's, it's called Cobra, A Life of Baseball and Brotherhood by Dave Parker and Dave Jordan. And it's a uh, release from the University of Nebraska Press. Uh, interview is so good. That was Dave Jordan talking a uh, little excerpt that we took as uh, a sneak peek of our interview. We're going to be airing the full thing tomorrow on April 3rd of Dave Jordan and his book, along with Dave Parker on Cobra, uh, the definitive history of Dave Parker and what a career he had in Major League Baseball history. I think you're really going to enjoy it. He is very well spoken and uh, very well read, too, in his book. Uh, so t- stay tuned for that tomorrow. Now, let's get back into some of these birthdays. Now, we have a a college football hall of fame birthday this is going way back april 2nd 1871 clifton new jersey was the great tackle harvard university played from 1890 to 1893 marshall newell now marshall according to his bio on the national football foundation's website says that he was a gentle and compassionate man and the players called him ma because he often took lonely confused underclassmen under his wing and helped them adjust to college life when they were away from their homes for the first time now on the football field he morphed into a fierce monster. His leg strength and drive, as well as his passion to compete, his tasks were seldom paralleled. The man had an iron grip, as well as seldom could a runner escape him uh, once the bear trap hands just clasped around him. Now, he wasn't great in size, standing only five foot seven and weighing 168 pounds, but his other traits more than made up for uh, as he was selected as an All-American in four straight years. Great ferocity by this player. National Football Foundation selected Marshall Newell for entrance into the College Football Hall of Fame in 19. 19- 57. Now, joining him, and we got over on pigskindispatch.com, we cover a lot of these great uh, Hall of Fame birthdays. And uh, we also have uh, the birthdays of halfback Harold Weeks, who is also in the College Football Hall of Fame. Arnie Erber, who was born April 2nd, 1910, an outstanding early quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, was born on this day. And uh, got some great excerpts on him as well as a Stanford Cardinal halfback 
Hugh Gallimau uh, was born on this day, College Football Hall of Famer for him. Uh, April 2nd, 1930, another Stanford player, Bill McCall, uh, arrived in his life, and uh, he played for the Cardinals uh, of Stanford in 1949-1951, College Football Hall of Fame for him. On April 2nd, 1947, Arizona State running back Ron Pritchard was born, and uh, Pritchard uh, played for the Sun Devils uh, for great times or led him in tackles interceptions season 1968 and earned the team's MVP award ended up uh, going on with the Houston Oilers and uh, played a little bit with the Cincinnati Bengals uh, had his career cut short a little bit with a knee injury but went into the College Football Hall of Fame in 2003 and April 2nd 1965 the great Syracuse quarterback Don McPherson was born and he won over 18 National Player of the Year honors during his collegiate career. And McPherson's many honors included Davey O'Brien National Quarterback Award, Maxwell Player of the Year, and the inaugural Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award. Uh, He's also garnered a unanimous first-team All-American laurels and finished second in the 1987 Heisman Ballot. Don McPherson received the great honor of being uh, selected to go into the College Football Hall of Fame in 2008. He played four years in the NFL, three seasons in the Canadian Football League, and later found Sports Leadership Institute at Adelphi. uh, Some great things there uh, from our College Football Hall of Famers and Pro Football Hall of Famers when you look at Arnie Arbor. Uh, So, you know, just some great stuff we have going on. We have much more on Sports Jersey Dispatch and Pigskin Dispatch for this April 2nd. Uh, Make sure you check out those websites every day as we have something new popping up and giving you the history of sports uh, and football on Pigskin Dispatch. So we hope you enjoy that and stay tuned. We have a lot of great things coming up this week, like we talked to Dave Jordan on the Dave Parker uh, book coming up. We also told you the other day that we have Jeff Miller coming on to talk about uh, Glenn Pop Warner, the great uh, gridiron coach. It's his birthday we're going to celebrate on April 5th, so that's Wednesday. And we'll have some more sneak peeks on that, and we have lots more coming up for you uh, this week with some great interviews, so stay tuned. This is a Sports Jersey Dispatch. Enter your sports break. Have a great sports history day. Sorry, but my pitching coach just called timeout, and he's coming out to the mound. I think I'm going to get yanked for a reliever. We'll see you back tomorrow for some more great sports history on Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast. We invite you to check out our websites, jerseydispatch.com and pigskindispatch.com. Not only see the daily sports history, but to experience the preservation of great events and people that play the games. Find us on Pigskin Dispatch. It's also on social media outlets of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel. Get all your daily sports history. Pigskin Dispatch is happy to be associated with the Sports History Network, the sports headquarters of yesteryear, found at sportshistorynetwork.com. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Each week, the official Football Learning Academy podcast will take you deep into the history of pro football through interviews with players, coaches, or administrators in the NFL, as well as interviews with Pro Football Hall of Fame selectors, authors, and historians 
You'll learn how the game evolved and important moments that shaped the sport into what it is today. And don't miss the Pro Football History Nugget of the Week. Listen to the official Football Learning Academy podcast on the Sports History Network. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.